This is the Caniac Report. I am Sam Wallace. I am Sam Driscoll. And you know what? What? We've exercised a demon. Yes, we have. What a week, what two weeks it's been for us Canes fans. I woke up really happy as we are recording this on Sunday uh, this morning, uh, the day right after we won uh, Game 7 here. And it was a fun series, wasn't it, Sam? Uh, it was, it, it was a series. <laughs> it was, it was exciting, it was frustrating at times, it was amazing at times, and it was head scratching at times but awful at times you can just awful say at times yeah it was um it was it was it was good um i got to go to all of the home games i know you went to all of them but game seven um i got to enjoy game seven last night that was something unique something special um and you didn't lose your voice either so. no i was very close i i was very close to it um when I got home, I drank a lot of water, and I had a um, cough drop just to cautionary measures because I felt that going is very close. But um, yeah, we'll get to that. But we're uh, reviewing what a great series this was yeah. then, and it actually uh, the first game started out really good. I, I honestly thought the uh, first period was a little bit started in Boston's favor a yes. little bit. Um, I but, thought that was kind of expected. I expected Boston to come out and and push and try and bully us because that's what they've done the last couple times that we've played. They bully us. They've outskilled us. Um, but Auntie Ranta, I think, stole the first period from Boston. Ranta has was was spectacular in this series. So and he was spectacular in Game One. Um. And he kept us alive, because I thought Boston was the better team. For at least the first 15 minutes, I would say, of that first period. I think Carolina took the game over at the end there. And, um... They but did. Ronta played fantastic. Yeah, he played fantastic. And it wasn't to uh, the end of the second period, because it took forever to get one goal in that game. Where Jarvis eventually tips it from a shot from Slavin, who... If you actually look at the stats of the series, Slavin is tied at the top with points with D'Angelo. Uh, Slavin's been fantastic. Uh, Basso Jarvis, too, was just a great tip. And then Nino scores from D'Angelo Netris, which just proves um, just Nino's been excellent, too. The two guys who have expiring contracts, Trocek and Niederreiter, I thought really showed up the yes. series. Yeah, I mean, I thought Nino started off really great. I think he's been good. I mean, that line was charged with taking on the Bergeron line and at home because when we played in Boston, they Boston did not allow that to be the matchup. But Stahl, Nina Ryder, and Faust took care of business. Marshand had an assist. That is all he had. In games one, two, five, and seven. Marshand had only a point in all four home games Carolina played. 
Mar- Marshan only got his points in Boston. That just shows you how good that stall line is. They shut them down. And they scored. So, I mean, they did their job. They did. And into the second period, it's 2 nothing. The The roof is flying off because you and I were both there, sitting at different locations, of course. Uh, but you could really tell this was playoff hockey just from not only the way it was played on the ice, but just from the fans just shaking that building. And in that third period, um, Boston uh, kind of uh, gets a goal from uh, Taylor Hall. Um, you actually uh, get, because um, I know throughout the series, Taylor Hall, he's done a lot of shots like that. He got a goal there, but a lot of the shots in the series for Taylor Hall have been going wider than that. Um, but he gets a goal there, kind of, um, gets a little bit worrisome for us fans, but then Tara Vinan, uh, gets a great pass from Trotrek on a two-on-one, which that was just a great goal. Yeah, I mean, that was, Tara Vinan, when he shoots the puck, he, he's fantastic, and that showed it there, Tara Vinan with a gorgeous shot, it beats Allmark, and Carolina goes up three-to-one, um, and then Trotrek is seen again with a very sneaky goal on Allmark, literally banks it off of his head and into the net. The fans go nuts again. Um, That's what you want to see. I mean, Domi had a good game. I think Domi overall in this series was kind of quiet. And then we'll game talk seven. about game seven. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, But he'd had a good game. You know, I feel as though... A lot of players did show up in this series, and then I feel like some didn't really show up. Um, you know, Svechnikov had a point here. I mean, it was an empty net. Yeah, it was empty net. Which is normal for him. I just, I don't feel as though we've seen the best that we can get from Svechnikov, Aho, and and I feel like Jarvis has been the best player on that line. Oh, I, I agree. I think Aho has been good. I don't think you can say he's been bad. He only had one bad game, and that was game six. He was atrocious. Yes. Um. But I think we can get more from Svechnikov and, and Aho. Um, I really feel as though we're getting everything we need from lines two, three, and four. And our defense have been carrying a lot of the weight with as many points as Slavin and D'Angelo have. But, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> I'm still working on the voice. Um, <clears throat> I feel, though, that um, it was good. I mean, it was still good, good showing. It's what you needed to do. You have only won one game in two in two series against Boston. You needed to win the first game of that series. It's at home. You have a sold out crowd. You have to do that. And Carolina did. They won, and and they won. I think it was a lot closer than the stats show. Um, oh yeah, because uh, Svesh got an empty net goal, which kind of padded the stats there yeah. a little bit. I think you know we see. You know, I think the power play kind of was lackluster. I think it looked okay game one. But the penalty kill picked right up right where it left off. I mean, they three for three. That's important. Um, you're going to win a series. You got to win special teams, or you have to at least draw even and then win five on five. Carolina did that this game. They were three for three on the penalty kill. They won the game. They were the better five on five team. That's really how it was all series, except in game six. Carolina was the better five on five team. Yes, they were. Um, and 
we go to game two. We're up one to nothing. So you would expect Boston to a little bit come out a little bit more. And they did. They come out even a little bit more physical, I think, in game two than they were in game one. And um, during the early, very early part of that first period, I believe it was um, Pasternak that ran into uh, Anti Ranta. And I wasn't a big fan of that. Um, now, he was sh- slowing down, but he also extended his arm. Yeah, to hit. I don't think Pasternak. So, I don't think Pasternak was necessarily intentionally trying to. He was hurt Ranta. I don't think for some reason he felt like that's what people were saying. They weren't. May, makes you kind of wonder a little bit there. But I, I feel like he was. He was trying to rattle Ranta. He was trying to make contact. Injure probably not contact. Yes, I feel like it probably should have been at the very. I think it should have been a five minute major. Um, you don't do that. You don't attempt to do that. You don't try to hit the goalie. There was intent there, and that's where I have the problem. Not to injure, but intent to hit. <laughs> I have an issue with that. Um, but, you know, they reviewed it. They called it initially a five-minute major, and then they reduced it to two, which I don't agree with, but, you know, part of the game. So, is what it is. Unfortunately for Ranta, he goes out. And Kotrikov comes in. Kachetkov comes in and... Keep, <laughs> keep, keep misspelling his name wrong. And we're pronouncing it. And it's yeah. annoying. It's Pyotr Kachetkov comes in, the rookie from Russia. And he played very, very good. And, and you know, I was nervous. I think you were too. You know, it was his first playoff game. You never know really what's going to happen. You have very little... Uh, you have very little um, anything to go off of with Kochetkov. He's new. But um, Carolina gives him a lead to play with. Yeah, with uh, fast scoring from uh, Stalin Slavin. That was a nice uh, across the ice pass um, to Foss from Stalin. And again, uh, that, it's that, that line's purpose is to nullify the Bergeron line. And they take it even a step further by showing the offensive capabilities of that line. Yeah, and not only did like this line not allow Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasternak when they played together to play in on the offense, they made them play defense. Stahl's line would forecheck, and they would get in, and they would grind, and they would try and get chances, and they did, which is why Faust scores. And that's just, you know, it's impressive to see something like that, especially... When you're playing up against one of the best lines, you know that what what has been called the perfection line for for a long time. That's great to see, and it was good, and it's why we win at home. It's why we won every game at home. Yes, and um, in my start in game one, um, and I think it might have been maybe it was game two. I can't really remember, but Bruce Cassidy. Uh, guys don't know he is the coach of Boston. He he does split up that perfection line. He puts DeBrusque with Bergeron and Marchand and moves Pasternak to the Eric Halla line. Uh, but even then, that's two-thirds of that line staying together. So if you can nullify that with what the stall line, stall line has done, um, 
I think you have a pretty good chance of winning the game because Boston's offensive depth isn't as good as ours. Yeah. Now, I think they have more star power. I think their star, star players showed up a little bit more than ours with um, Ajo and Svetch not really producing offensively by getting the points. But um, playoffs shows uh, depth. Yes. Um, I mean, I think um, Boston has a very good top six. I don't think they have a very good bottom six. I think it's okay. And I think that also played into why Carolina didn't get it done And I think what I thought would be about a five or um, six-game series. I feel as though Carolina's fourth line didn't take advantage of Boston's like it should have. When you have a fourth line of Jesperi Kotkaniemi, Marty Natchez, and either Jordan Martinook, Derek Stepan, or Stephen Lawrence, you should take advantage of another team's fourth line. That line is a lot of teams' second and third lines. Oh yeah, it they is. need to do. They 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 need to be better in the next series. They they need to be better. We need more from Coach Kenyemi, and we need more from Marty Natchez. Yeah, I think and- they were okay. They they weren't necessarily liabilities, but they 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 should be better. I actually thought Natchez was better than KK this series, in my yes, opinion. Yes, I think Natchez was, was skating real fast. I think we saw a lot of compete from Natchez in his skating ability, but I, I want to see more of his skill. And I want to see Coach Kanyemi's speed and skill. I think the fourth line looked very good in Game 7. We'll talk about that, too. They didn't, I don't believe, they didn't get on the score sheet, but they looked good. And I think we need more of that. And whether we play Pittsburgh or New York... Let me be honest with you. Pittsburgh's also like Boston, top six. I don't really think they have goaltending, even with Tristan Yari coming back, which just looks like what's what's going to happen is he's going to be back, along with Crosby for tonight's like game. Like I said, top six. I don't think they have a bottom six. I think Pittsburgh's defense is okay. I don't think they're outstanding. You have Chris Letang. Good for you. He's offensive. He's he, you know it would be just like you know they say oh you have Tony D'Angelo. You know, good for you. You have someone who can score. You have someone who can shut down. We have Jacob Slavin. There is no one on Pittsburgh's defense as good as Jacob Slavin. It's just you have to understand where Carolina thrives is they're very good from top to bottom. They, they built a team goal out this year. Goaltending to defense to offense, Carolina is far superior than any of the opponents we're going to have except maybe Florida or Colorado, the only two teams that had a better record than us. So you have to kind of imagine and and figure out you need more from the fourth line. You need more from Marty Natchez. Yes. Um, And um, like what you said, I didn't think he played bad. I thought he was competitive. And for those who watch a lot of um, the games during the regular season, um, I I think it's... um, fair to say at least i think there's a good argument for the fact that uh he he's in this playoffs he's been a little bit better than he has been during the season because if he was playing like he was during the season i think uh it would have tilted toward boston because of all those turnovers yeah i I don't think we saw the turnovers but we didn't especially at home i don't think we saw it i think we saw a little bit of that in boston but that could be matchup issues there too, as well as exactly. I felt like that line was out a lot against that Berger online. It's just kind of they try to take advantage. They have last chance. You're going to take advantage of it. Um, but you know, 
it, you know, in game game two, you you have some good. You know, you had a good first period. You had Aho, D'Angelo, and Slavin. You know, connecting on the second goal. You move to the second period, so Carolina goes up three on Boston. At that point, you're thinking, okay, this game's over, and I I thought that too. Um, even with the Bergeron goal, I still felt like you know what, this is it. Carolina's taking it, and you could tell with how Boston played that game. They were physical. They were angry, and it costed them. They had nine penalties yeah. during that game. Now, I think we could have gotten a little bit more off of our power play Absolutely. in that game, but it was enough to where we we won the game, and that's what counts. Absolutely, and our penalty kit was good, four for five. That's it's pretty decent. You don't want to be allowing, a, you know. So in the first two, Carolina went um, seven for eight. First two games, that's that's good. Um, and we only had, and we were two for twelve on the power play. That is not good. <laughs> no, uh-uh. that is not good. When you have nine power plays in a game, you probably need to score three or four. In fact, I think we had a f- yeah, we did have a five on three that game. Yep. We need to work on that. I'm just shocked by this team. They, this team freezes when we have a five-on-three. Yeah, they do. They try and go for the cutesy pass. What they need to do is you can get it on net. When it's on net, that's when you have your chances. If you try and do that one-timer slap shot, which they tried, they're trying to use set up Svechnikov like Boston, Washington use Pasternak and Ovechkin. It, it might work eventually. I think Svechnikov can get there. But maybe he's not there now, so you have to recognize maybe not. Honestly, the player who has had the better one-timing shot has been Teravainen. And then we saw Domi do that in Game 7. So you might want to put Teravainen on there for the trigger and, and see if you can get it to him. I know he's not a shoot-first guy, but feeding Teravainen, he's got a great shot. Probably one of the best, if not the best, on the team when he uses it. I've said that before, and I stand by it. Um... <laughs> And I mean, we saw that in the series when Teravina did score. They were nice goals. Um, but, you know, but Nina Ryder scores again, you know, to make it uh, 4-1. Nina Ryder from Trocek and D'Angelo. Um, and D'Angelo picks up another point. Um, he had like three assists that game. He was <laughs> tremendous. And I thought game two was uh, probably, to me, Ajo's best game, I yes. would think. Was game two, um, but yeah, great period. Um, again, third period. Boss Bertrand is showing that he is still a great player at age thirty six. Yeah. Um, but even when they scored that, I was didn't feel threatened. No, because I thought Carolina still had control of that game, and Nita Ryder actually gets it. Um, I believe. Uh, yeah. You know that was good. So that was, goal was good, and it was a total team effort in game game two. Carolina was the dominant team. Carolina played better than than Boston. Carolina looked better than Boston, and you're leaving game two thinking, "All right, we finish this in four or five. because we we just we were the better team, better skilled team. Um, D'Angelo, I, you know, I'm I'm I beat a dead horse every time with this. I'm sick and tired of people trying to go after D'Angelo. I think Boston fans were kind of disgusting with what they were calling, you know, kept chanting. I know they chanted like racist with D'Angelo at games. They, Marshand called him a effing racist. You know, get over yourselves, okay? He's proven this season that he's changed, and we've seen that, right? 
We've seen how he treats the fans. We see how he treats his former his teammates. You know, I'm I Tony D'Angelo has been an outstanding addition to this organization. He has been nothing but classy since coming here. Um, he has a good relationship with the players, again, the fans. And his on ice performance is fantastic. And two game and the first two games, Tony D'Angelo had four points, four assists. Yeah, he, he was amazing. Four goals. <laughs> that is unbelievable. For any team, for any player, that's really good. And, and the he, fact that he's a defenseman, I think that's also really good, too. And might I add, he leads the team in points. I know. That's one, that's a lot for your... Other, for, it can speak two things. One, it shows how great Tony D'Angelo is and shows how much room for improvement our top six have, right? You know, you, that's why I said in the beginning, you need more from Aho and Svechnikov. They should be the ones leading your team in points. But if you get them going and your defense keeps contributing... I don't even think Colorado or Florida can beat Carolina, but you need to get your top six playing better. And I think you can, but you know, you move on to game three, we score first and yeah, that's about it. That's about all. That's about all we got from that, from this game. <laughs> I mean, it was rough. It was yeah. a rough game and uh, you cannot blame Kachachkov. They were Boston score all very good goals. Carolina took five penalties. That's too many. Um, exactly. So Boston scored two of their four goals on the power play. And that, you know, that's really kind of the issue. And then you lose a player in Martin Nook. Yeah, he didn't. He, he did not look good. Um, no, and I'm not saying that, you know, you, you'll miss a lot from his offensive output because he doesn't really have any, but you miss a lot for. Was that game four that we lost Martinuk, or was it game three? I think we lost him in game three. Uh, we did? Okay. I just I think thought it might have been game four for some reason, but maybe it wasn't. Regardless, you lose a player, whether it's game three or four, and, and we could be getting it missed out. It was a long series, folks. It oh, was a it long was. series, and some of it kind of blends together. But, you know, regardless, whether wherever you lose Martinuk, you're losing him in Boston. That hurts. Um. And it's it's scary. Um, and Boston, you know, Carolina, you go into the second, tied one one. You come into the second period, and Marchand and Pasternak each get one. And you're just thinking, oh boy, this game's over. You knew Boston was going to be pushing. You knew Boston was going to come out. They got to dictate the matchups, and Boston showed they will not go quietly into the night. No, they didn't. And I remember at the end of that game three, I mean, we you have to realize, we were still up 2-1 to one in that series. I mean, I did not think this was going to be a sweep in the first place. I don't think you thought this was going no, to be a I sweep. No, I thought Carolina either. was going to win in five. I figured, okay, we go to Boston, they're going to come out, they're going to fight you hard, they're going to get the one win at home. Yeah. Completely expected, completely deserved. No one, I think, thought that either Boston or Carolina was going to sweep the other. Um, at all for obvious reasons, they're both very good hockey clubs. Which why to me, game three, and also even why, though that hurt, it didn't hurt as much as the next game. Well, yeah, because game three, I thought we played good five on five. We were the better team, even in this game, five on five. We got a couple goals. It was discipline and Slavin. Yeah, and we looked good. And I'm going into game five, like you know, there's a lot to build off of this game. Stay out of the penalty box. 
and play your five-on-five game, take advantage of the power play opportunities you get, which we did not in game three. And guess what we did in game five, or game four? We laid a big old fat goose egg. We did not look good at all in game four. No, we did not. And again, though, Carolina starts it off. We score Pesci from Stahl and Domi. So you're like, okay, good. We're looking good. We're looking good. And then at the end of the period, Bergeron scores. And you're like, oh, crap. (laughs) I thought that was the most undisciplined team that we saw was um, game four. Yes. We made nine penalties. I remember watching that game with my dad. And I remember when Trocek made a delay of game penalty. I yelled at my TV. When Trotrack did that, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, it was an unforced error. There was He had just taken a couple more steps. It's not even a penalty if he shoots it out. Takes a couple more steps and just cross, cross ice dump it. Not a penalty. Yeah, and that was after the double minor that Ajo took Another on Bergeron, which too. was stupid. It was just, this game was full of stupid penalties. Like, you know, it was a mirror. Honestly, Carolina played like Boston did in game two. Right? Carolina took nine penalties. And Boston scored twice. But if you're in the penalty box the whole game... You're not going to win. That's almost a full period in the box. Actually, it was a full period in the box because one was a double minor. Yeah. So, you're in the box. That's like, oh my god. You can't do that. You cannot give Marshan, Bergeron, and Pasternak that much power play time. They are good. I know Bergeron might retire. He said he doesn't know yet. I think Bergeron has another season or two in him. I like Bergeron a lot. He is a good player. I don't know if you noticed after game seven, but all the Boston players are coming up to Bergeron, hugging him. So I don't know what that means. I'm not going to He might not play in Boston again. He might feel like he might, well, he might want to win another cup. So that might mean playing somewhere other than Boston for him. That'd be but weird. We don't seeing know. Him yeah, and it would be a jersey. But we don't know what Ber- what Bergeron's fate is. But he had a very good series. He had a very good. Series. You cannot fault Bergeron at all. He did what a captain should do and lead his squad. He led his squad in this game. He had a goal. I mean, he he looked good. The Boston looked good. Carolina did not. Again, even in this game, five on five, Carolina. Was, was pretty still decent, better. yeah. And you're going into game five after this loss. Now, there was some controversy in this game with the goaltender interference. I thought we might need to touch, at least, on this topic. I agreed with Rod. I know some people think it was close. I don't. I really don't. I think this was cold. cold. I thought this was... I personally thought that that was goalie interference. I thought it was a bad call. I thought it was placating to the Boston crowd. And it's confusing to me why this goal counts, but Nina Ryder's in game one did not count. So that to me is just confusing and a little bit irritating. And you would think maybe you get this goal called back, maybe things are a little different. Carolina up, you know. But it's I like, thought that was actually the turning point that just changed things from well bad to worse, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because 
I thought Carolina played at least decent, and Boston just got that goal, and now they are just in full mode uh, beating the Canes. Yeah, because Carolina was already playing a lot on the penalty kill. The goal counts as good, so Carolina has to go on to the penalty kill again for a delay a game. Failed the challenge. And that's kind of it. Boston, after that, just took it up because you have DeBrusque in the second scoring which was a controversial goal. Then you have Marshan, Pasternak, Marshand again. And then Marshan's empty netter, D'Angelo throws your stick. Boo-hoo, go ahead and cry about it if you want to. Jack Edwards, who's a piece of crap, by the way, as an announcer. I mean, good lord. Dude Even- is a homer, but there's such a thing as a homer, and then there's such a thing as a homer who just says controversial stupid crap on live television. I- I- I'd rather mute the TV than listen to him. Um, what's funny, though, is... Um, the hockey guy that I watch on YouTube, he's a Boston fan, and he doesn't even like Jack Edwards. Oh, he's horrible. I mean, when he called Tony so. D'Angelo a poor sport, um, uh, Marchand has licked people. Really? You call Tony D'Angelo a poor sport for trying to stop the puck from going in? I, I don't blame D'Angelo for that. Spirits are high. It's the playoffs. I've seen Ovechkin do it. It was going to be a goal anyway. Yeah, it didn't matter. He throws the stick, stops it from going in. It still counts as a goal. It just didn't go in the net. And for D'Angelo, it made him feel better. Not like he was trying to throw it at Marshand. I found I found it more funny to be honest, because because I, I know there are Boston fans being like, I can't believe he did that. I it was going to be a goal either way. And Boston I, fans, you have Brad Marshand on your team. Would you like us to, you, you, you want to call D'Angelo a racist? You want to come out and call him dirty and a poor sport? Um, would you like to go through the entire litany, lit, like literal book of all of the crap Brad Marchand has done in his career? Because we can, and you won't like it very much. So I don't want to hear about it from Boston fans, and definitely not from Jack Edwards. The guy doesn't know a thing about hockey, and he's an idiot. Sorry. When they voted the one year, I'm going to keep going because I just don't like Jack Edwards. But, you know, when they voted on who was the best commentators in the league, I think it was the Athletic. You want to know who was last? Jack Jack Edwards. Edwards. You want to know who was first? John Forsland and Trip Tracy. So, you know what? If it makes you feel better, Jack Edwards, go ahead. But guess what? You get to go play golf. We're going to still compete for the Stanley Cup. Fine, for the Stanley Cup. I trust Bruins fans more than I do with them, to be honest, because I just do not like... I mean, I'm not going to attack his person, uh, uh, his personality, but just the way he commentates the game, I just do not like it at all. But... It, it is what it is. I mean... You lose two games at Boston. You got to move on. Be mm-hmm. the key thing is being more disciplined and playing more five on five and scoring on the power play. Yes, those those were the biggest things going into Game Five. And Carolina learned, and that's important. That's huge, right? Only three times in Game Five were they on the uh, penalty kill, and they killed all three. Yep, and it wasn't back to back to back. Like it, it's, no, it wasn't. You know, you're you're not really going to get through a game. Without taking a penalty. That's so rare. Most teams take one or two. That's fine. 
it's expected, and sometimes a penalty is necessary to take. We did see that in Game 4. Niederreiter, I think, took a tripping penalty to negate an offensive chance that could have potentially been a goal. That's fine. You know, you'd rather be on the penalty kill than surrender a goal than kill it off, right? It's fine. Carolina took three, killed all three. And again, Carolina had a very quick start and scored two back-to-back. It was, it was quick. From both defensemen, Slavin and D'Angelo. Yep. Um, that first goal, I also was surprised that went in because uh, at this point, uh, we, we never saw Olmark in goal. For Boston, it was Swayman. That's true, and we forgot to mention, Swayman replaced Allmark in games three and four, and he played the rest of the series. And it's no fault on on Allmark. Allmark wasn't the problem in game one and two. He was fine. And just like Swayman wasn't the problem in game five and seven in Carolina. And their defensive depth was a little bit tested, too, because I think it was game two where us... Svechnikov had that huge thunderous hit on Hannes Lindholm. Hit, it was way. it was clean, but I say thunderous because that was just a monstrous it was. hit. So they're down. They were down um, in game four. They were down McAvoy. And game five. And Lindholm. And then in game five, they were just down Lindholm. McAvoy was back. Oh, I thought he was. I, That's, he it, it. I felt like that was a bit unusual and weird, but McAvoy did play game five. Um, it was because he was on COVID protocol. He was on COVID protocol, and they say that symptoms were five days before. And the question becomes, why did he play that other game? Why was he where he was? Like, if he had symptoms, that's an issue. So there, there were a lot of questions behind the, the him coming back, I felt. But you know what? It didn't matter. Carolina dominated Boston in Game 5. It was not close. Boston did not play very well. And I, but I don't think it was as much as Boston not playing well, as much as Carolina played very, very good. Yes, and Game 5, I mean, I love the first two games since Carolina, but Game 5, I thought we were the most dominant Yes, in the series. Because we just um, gave it to Boston. Uh, we played a lot. We disciplined. We were disciplined. Sorry, I'd be struggling my words there. A lot more in uh, Game 5 than we were in the past two games at Boston. And it, it shows, I mean, second period, you have... Jarvis uh, getting a goal from Trotrek and D'Angelo. That was a bit of a weird goal because that was like off of a Bruins uh, skate. And as it hit the skate, went like all the way up and flopped right into the net. Um, and Boston scores in the third, but at that point, I didn't Well, feel don't threatened. forget, you forgot a goal. Seth Jarvis had two in this game. <laughs> so Jarvis scored in the second, then Jarvis scored in the third. At um, early, early in the third, Jarvis scored. Early, early in the third. Yep, he made it for nothing. (laughs) It was a tip-in shot from Trocek and D'Angelo. So D'Angelo got another point. So it it just showed, I mean, so again, D'Angelo had another, um, looks like D'Angelo had another. You're right, I messed up. Oh, well. D'Angelo had just... Another three-point night. It's great. D'Angelo has been really at two three-point nights in this series. That says a lot about him and him him playing very, 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 very well. 
Um, <laughs> no, I will admit in uh, game four, at the end, yeah, he threw a stick. He also kind of committed a penalty there also at the end of the game. But I didn't see that as a way of him trying to be undisciplined. Was he hot-headed? Of course, yes. But I, don't but think, you know, that's I think he was trying to pump up the team a bit because we were not doing good. No. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think that makes sense. I think it's understandable. I, I would probably be similar, too. I'd be frustrated. It was a frustrating game. Uh, but Carolina comes back home, like I said, and they win 5-1, commanding win over Boston at home in Game 5. I think that was expected. I think us Canes fans expected that. I don't think we expected Carolina to come back and lay an egg. They didn't. They played very good. Um, And then, you know, in this game, you heard Hurricanes fans chanting, Boston sucks. And Jack and Edwards again. Swayman. Yeah. That's that all started in our section up in three uh, thirty one. Yeah, I, I believe, which it was did. funny because I was laughing so hard. It, yeah, and and uh, I guess Jack Edwards decided to chime in again about us chanting "Boston sucks," saying we just couldn't get over the Civil War. Really? That's what you say? I mean, I'm sorry. I don't like Jack Edwards as a commentator. I think he's horrible. Boston is, they're a good team, deserve a lot better than him. I mean, they do. He's just horrible. He should have been fired a long time ago. But you know what? He probably won't. He probably won't ever face repercussions for these kind of comments. How how would you feel if Boston fired him and they tried to hire John Forslund? Uh, no. <laughs> I was just, I was just speculating there. You know, John. I, I think you know. I think he seems, he seems like he's pretty happy in in Seattle, and I think it's awesome. He does to do what he's done in Seattle. Um, but on to Game Six. Um, I don't really like to think about this game very much. Oh gosh, that was terrible. This is the first and only game of the series where Carolina did not score first, but the first period pretty even. I mean, you know, you're not going into the, you know, you're not playing the first period thinking, oh, this is it. You know, Carolina played bad. We're in for a thumping. No, Carolina actually played good. And even with Boston in the first. Then you get, and and Carolina even stayed out of penalty trouble. They only committed three penalties. In fact, Boston kind of had a little bit more. uh... Yeah penalty trouble than we did. Boston took six penalties, but again, this shows where Carolina was unable to capitalize on those opportunities. They were just one for six. You need to do better than that. If you get six power plays, and I think one again was a five on three, um, you need to score. It's simple. You need to score. Um, but you get to the second period, and the rat scores. So one nothing Boston, and everybody was booing D'Angelo. Well, you know what? Let him but we boo, we boo um, Marchand. So it's of one of those things. You know, people boo Ovechkin, they boo Crosby. You know, it's fine. It's just part of the game. You dislike yeah. a player. We did it to Brooks Orpik for years for breaking Eric Cole's neck. Hurricanes fans have very long memories, and we did not like Brooks Orpik. <clears throat> no, we did not. Charlie Coyle scores two nothing Boston, and you're starting to think, oh crap. And then you get into the third period, but you're like, you know, Carolina's still in this. We've seen them come back before. Yeah, we have. Carolina plays so good in the third period. And Svetchenkov scores. I was happy for Svetch. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this is what you need. 
You need your top players to be your top players. You need your top players to help get you back into a game. And those are nice goal, too. Yes. Great goal. And Svechnikov from Jarvis. A great pass from Jarvis. And you're like, oh my goodness. They're in it. We might be able to finish the series off. And then Boston rattles three off. The 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 um the infamous Eric Halla scores to make it three to one. Forbort Forbert makes it four to one. Lazar makes it five to one. And then Svechnikov makes it look a little bit better at five two. And you're like, you, you know, you, you can build. We right? didn't we didn't see this Svechnikov goal because I as we watched it at your place and I left uh, before that because you know yeah, you and I were done. There was nothing yeah. else to watch. It was just kind of a oh they scored a goal, good for you. You know, feel a little bit better going into game seven. Um and then you're like, oh boy, we have to play game seven. So, you know, it's do or die. It's now a one game series. And there is nothing else matters other than game seven. Yeah. Now, one thing I will take away off game six, Svechnikov scores two goals. So I was a little bit optimistic, hopeful that he might be um, a huge difference maker game seven. Um, I still thought he played good. I still, uh, he, he really threw the body around a lot more. Um, I think you can tell with Svechnikov's game though, when he's not on his game, he doesn't throw his body around. Yes. Um, but when he is, he throws his body around a lot. And he did in Game 7. But, um, again, it's trying to get production from uh, the offensive talent that is in Svechnikov. He has great offensive talent. He needs to use it a bit more. I think he needs to use... Because he has a big size, he needs to use that to create more opportunities instead of maybe pulling up with the puck a bit. Because yeah. I remember in the um, juniors before he was drafted, he was known of using his body to get around the defense and coming right up top of the crease to score. Um, and and he still tried that a little bit this season, but I think he needs to. He, he can get better. Yes, you want to see. You want to see him take that next step in the next series. But before we get to that, again, Game 7. There's a lot of things to go into Game 7. It was a great game. I was there. I got to enjoy it. Got to cheer on this team. Got to watch. You know, it was fantastic. And everybody was there. Yeah, literally. Dundon, Williams, uh, Max Domi's father, Ty. Yeah, you literally had Mr. Game 7 in attendance for Game 7. And it what broke in-game attendance. It was 19,513 screaming loud caniacs and we want to thank all of you guys that were at that game when i was watching that game from the tv all i heard was that crowd noise just going off of the roof uh i i I know you were there was that probably the loudest game that you've ever been at? i felt it was very very yeah it was loud it was a comparison to game one against game three against washington when we played them back in 2019 it was so, so, so loud. It was probably louder than that. It was amazing. I mean, but you can feel the tension in the arena, just waiting for who was going to get that first goal. You had Auntie Ranta making an unbelievable save. The crowd goes bonkers. And that was on Pasternak, yeah. I believe. Yeah, the pass across the ice. And then Incredible you had save. the end of the period. You have an unbelievable pass from, from Domi. To Tara Vinen, but you had Slavin starting the play. Slavin was 
I thought he was the best uh, player by yes. far on the ice. Jacob Slavin was unbelievable in this game. Oh, he and was. And he had two points. Slavin was fantastic. You have Teravine in scoring the goal, right? The, bro- the, the roof is blown off of the building. Everyone goes crazy. It's fantastic. You're all, everyone's going nuts. It is awesome. Then you go into the second period, right? And you're like, okay, here we go. We're in the second period. Let's do this. I think it's important to note in the first and in the second, Carolina had some power plays. They had an extended four-minute power play. They didn't score because at the end of the period, they they get their power play. It's four-minute double minor. They don't score on it. But seconds after the penalty expires, Max Domi gets his first playoff goal in his career. So happy. The building for him. goes bonkers again. And that's what you want from your power play. You're not going to score on everyone, but you want to generate momentum. Yes. And I thought that was an example of generating momentum from your power play. Yes. Like Trip Tracy says, the power play technically, you know, in his mind, it continues until the whistle. Boston didn't get the and whistle. And I actually agree with that. I do too. Boston did not get the whistle. The power, you know, the momentum from the power play, because it was a good one. Pushed, 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 and Carolina scores. Yes. Now, two nothing. Um, after that face off, uh, after two nothing, it was a bit of Boston. Which you expect? Which yes, they were just coming in, trying to just grind our lines. They were cycling the puck a lot. Now, and Stahl was out there on the ice. Um, not so much of a great. Uh, turnover by him, but um, I believe it. Bergeron passes it to DeBrusque. Um, I believe it was a really oh no, good, it was McAvoy, and it was a good yeah. pass, good shot, good goal. Can't blame Ronta. It was a one-time bomb, blown coverage, good goal. I mean, you know, you're like you're still thinking Carolina has still been the better team because after that goal. Carolina pushed. They're like, uh-uh. You are not going to come into this building. You are not going to try and take momentum away from us. And it was off... And I remember that Domi goal on third, it was off of a post by a Fred, Fred, Frederick, I believe. That was his name. Um, Yeah. Fred, Fred Jarek or whatever, how you pronounce it. It's off the post for Boston. Then we come back and Terabyte makes a good, great pass to Domi. And then Domi just hammers at home one timer into the net carolina takes a 3-1 lead and the entire crowd goes bonkers again and then breathes and you get to the third carolina is still the better team i think boston is was their best period in, in period three. Oh, they, they were. pushed some but carolina kind of still they played keep away and they still kept boston on the outside you get down to the last minute of the period, and you're still like, okay, you know, this is it. You know, you're going to win. I won't lie. At about three minutes to go, I already typed up a tweet saying Carolina was advancing to the Eastern Conference semifinals. I believed that. I didn't really think Boston was going to get a chance. They scored with 20 seconds left. I was nervous when that happened a little bit. It was a, a bonk. It was a very weird set of coincidences with Shea breaking his stick. He instead of taking Trocek's stick, he goes to the bench to get one. It was a broken play. Boston scores. You still have 20 seconds left. I still felt even then Carolina was still going to win the game and pull it out if they won the faceoff. 
Jordan Stahl did not win the faceoff, which is very, very rare. Boston gets it in. They cycle it. They get a couple shots off. Ronta makes a save. The defense does their job. The time expires. Carolina wins. They are advancing. Boston is going home to play golf. Bergeron may or may not retire. They have a lot of questions to answer in their he's my He's my favorite Boston player, to be <laughs> yeah, honest. I, I like Bergeron. Bergeron. He's a good, classy player. Always has been. Always will be considered that way. He's definitely a future Hall of Famer. Um, <clears throat> and good for him on a great career if he retires. You know, uh, congrats to the, the Boston squad. They, they did play a very good series. I thought for what it was and what their history is, it was still a clean-ish series. I think both teams played very, very well. I think both teams competed hard. Um, you, usually you see a lot more crap from Marshand than you do than I think we did this series. Um, but, you know... I think after... The, I mean, Boston was really reeling after uh, we scored that third goal. Yeah. Um, but I think at some point, and in, in, in late in that third, third period, which makes sense because it's late in the third period, you're still down uh, one to three. Um I remember just looking at Marshan's facial expression. I think he kind of he looked a little defeated already at toward the end of that third. Now I could be wrong, but it, to me that's just how it looked. Yeah, and I think that's <clears throat> I think that's possible. Um, I think Boston kind of knew it was over, and you know, and 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 they played well. They they had to draw. The, the Metropolitan Division champions in the first round. You don't want to be the one. You don't want to have to play one of the best teams. Washington and Boston had the two toughest opponents in the Eastern Conference, stats wise. They both lost. Yeah. I think Boston exposed Florida more than I feel Boston may have exposed Carolina. I think Boston was the tougher team than, than, than Washington. Um, but I think it showed, I think what you saw in the Eastern Conference was every game but one went to Game 7. And it's showing that every single Eastern Conference team is just that good. They're just that good. Whether it's New York, Pittsburgh, Washington, Florida, Tampa, Toronto, Carolina, Boston. They're very good. It. Right now you have Carolina awaiting the winner of the New York Rangers. And the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you have um, Florida is going to play Tampa Bay. That's going to be some series. So right we there. talked, and we talked, right, about exercising demons and how you had a lot of teams that needed to do so. And the teams I said were Colorado, uh, Toronto, Edmonton, Carolina. Those are the four. And I think Calgary is a fringe because Calgary has advanced before, but they tend to choke a little bit later in the playoffs as a five, right? So you have those five all need to exercise their demons. Calgary hasn't done this yet. They still have a game seven tonight. Toronto did. I not. thought Calgary's game was no, no, it is. It Calgary is. is the last game seven, the last yep. game of the first round. They play tonight. You had Edmonton. Edmonton won. I didn't think they would. I picked at LA. I really did. I thought LA was going to beat them. Edmonton wins game seven. You know, you like to see good, you know, good for Connor McDavid. Yeah. Right. And you want to see McDavid, you, you want to see McDavid and Drosidal because those are the two pinnacle players for Edmonton to go start, far in the playoffs. You start to question a lot about, about them if they don't do, if they can't do this. They probably should have, they probably, it probably shouldn't have been as close as it was. 
but they found a way to do it and they won. You have Carolina, Boston. Boston has knocked Carolina out two of the last three years. Carolina wins. They exercised their demons. You have um, Florida. I mean, forgot to mention Florida. Florida hadn't adva- hadn't won a playoff series in what was it? Ninety six. Yeah, like twenty. Well, long. I time. think it was nineteen ninety six. Yeah, it's been a long time. They did it. Toronto was really the only team. As Colorado took care of business. Toronto is the only team unable to do it again, losing in the first round. I' unfortunate for them. I think they did draw one of the tougher opponents in Tampa Bay. I know Steve Dang. I watched. I watched his video today. I know he feels Tampa Bay is scary. We'll see. I thought Vasilevsky didn't look so good. No, I, I thought he actually looked human. Now I've, I, I, I think watched, he looked great in Game Seven. Yeah, I watched last night's game. It I. was great. Vasilevsky stood on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has to continue, or else yeah. Florida is going to embarrass Tampa Bay. I picked so in the Eastern Conference in my bracket, and if you did our bracket with us, you'll see. Um, I picked Carolina to win. I picked Tampa Bay to win. I picked Florida to win, and I picked um, who else was there? And I picked New York. New York's the only game left. New York and Pittsburgh. They play tonight. And if that if everything goes correct, and if I, my Eastern Conference bracket stays perfect, Carolina will play New York starting Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday or or maybe Wednesday. Or is it, Adam Gold seems to think his info was Tuesday. I agree. I think we play Tuesday. I was um, thinking Tuesday too because I mean you're not going to play tomorrow, obviously, because no. tonight is um, Rangers. And that's not fair Pittsburgh. to the Rangers yeah, or the Penguins to have to travel to Raleigh immediately. So you know, and then expect to play the next day. So you know you're playing Pittsburgh or, or them in the Western Conference. That's going to be interesting. You have Colorado awaiting their winner. Oh, no, they play St. Louis. That's going to be a very good series. You have Calgary, going to, or whoever the winner is of Calgary, um, Dallas will play the winner of, will play Edmonton. That'll be interesting to see what happens there. See if Edmonton can keep moving on. Um, I still don't think they can. I think Calgary is better than the Oilers if Calgary wins. I think if Calgary wins, Calgary beats Edmonton. I think if Dallas wins, I think Edmonton beats Dallas. Um, I don't know. Dallas, I'm, I'm telling you, they they can be a surprise in the playoffs. They can. Dallas I mean, can. it's possible. I don't think they. I don't think they are as good as maybe the series is showing them, maybe as much as it could be Calgary growing pains in the playoffs. But we'll have to see. I think Colorado is the best team in the Western Conference, even though I have Calgary beating Colorado in the Western Conference Finals. Because stats-wise, on special teams, Calgary was surprisingly better. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Who do you want to play? New York or Pittsburgh? I don't know, because I think defensively, Rangers have the edge, and I think offensively, Pittsburgh has the edge. Um. I think Pittsburgh's offense is a little bit more lethal than the Rangers. Yep. Um, I don't know. I might. I might lean toward the Rangers just because I think Pittsburgh just they have Crosby, they have Crosby, they have Malkin. That's what I said at the beginning of round one. I was like, if I'm picking, I'm going to pick New York because at the end of the day. 
it's still Sidney Crosby. You know? Exactly. I don't really have a desire to play that. I think Carolina has shown in the regular season, we were better than New York. We beat them all but one. We were better than Pittsburgh. Beat them all but one. So... I think regardless of who we play, we win, and I think this next series will be easier than the last one because I don't think New- I don't think Pittsburgh or New York is as bruising of a team to play as as Boston. Um, They're not as physical as no. Boston. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yes, uh, a couple things I do want to see improvements on. Got to win on the road. Yes, yes. You need to yes. win on the road. Um, I still think special teams is a little bit of an issue still. I think our penalty kill was very, very good. But when you take nine penalties, you just... Well, that. <laughs> and and I'm also mainly talking about our power play, too. Yeah. Yeah, the power play needs to be better. You need more from Svechnikov on that power play. Yes. You need more from Svechnikov and Aho. And that's how you win on the road, is you have to have those two guys show up. But can you imagine? First road get... First road win in Madison Square Garden. First road win. That, that could really NFC. choke the Rangers, to be honest. That, Winning at the Big Apple. That would just be amazing to do. Yeah, you one keep, thing... Sorry, go ahead. You keep the magic at home, you go to the most famous arena, and you win. I'm thinking, you know, you if you can sweep New York, I don't think you do. No. If you can... Winning it in MSG, I just think that's awesome. But I, I also don't want to think that you can't sweep New York, because we have in the past. We did that two years ago. Yeah, so... New York in the play-in round. If we, play, straight. If we play the Rangers, uh, we, we kind of be the Boston a little bit. Uh, the roles will be reversed from the Boston series. Yes. We kind of be the demons to the Rangers. The only thing to me with the Rangers is that they don't have the experience. No, they I don't, don't think. Um, and from from watching a little bit of the Pittsburgh Rangers series, I have noticed uh, with uh, uh, Shesterka, and he plays a little bit of an aggressive style, but they always go for the five-hole. So Shesterkin, I don't think has had a very good series. I don't think he has. I either. think he's been fine. You know, he's not been a reason that they lost, but he hasn't been the Vesna. You know, he's going to be there. He's going to win the Vesna. You know, I thought I'm, he played better personally. Yeah, I mean, I'm not happy that Anderson wasn't a nominee for the Vesna, but. It didn't matter really because it's still going to be Shostakin. Yeah, it, it was. Um, I just can't believe that. Soros over Anderson. Mar- I mean, okay, Markstrom. I could see maybe Markstrom, but not Soros. You know, but I love Soros, but I just think Anderson is was better than Soros. Yeah, but regardless, you're not seeing Vesna goaltending from New York, and I think some of that will be. Shesterkin is still young. He's inexperienced when it comes to playoff hockey. He doesn't have a lot. You think we see Anderson back in I don't know. Two? I go to Anderson. I don't. I don't know. Because you believe in riding the hawk goalie. Right? I always have, and I, and I felt that way last time. You know, we're going into the playoffs. Barazic got healthy, but Rod went with the goalie who was playing very, very well. And Alex Hedelkovich. 
Now, Nedeljkovic played okay in the playoffs, but we saw what we believed that was him. Not not the goalie we need. Not the goalie of yeah. the future. That's why he goes away. That's why Anderson and Ranta comes in. And uh, Ranta has played so good. He has. Which is why I think if you would play Anderson, you'd play him right out of the gate. At the very first minute of that series. But if um, Ranta starts the first game and we win... You ride him. Yeah, you go with Ranta until he physically can't do it anymore. And Ranta, like, I guess the sports, you know, they <laughs> made a paper. He's injury prone. But if he stays healthy, you go with him. And then it allows Anderson to just keep getting healthy. He hasn't played a game in over a month. So do you really throw him in? You have to think about that. You have, you have to be to- decisive with Anderson. You have to figure out, all right, does this really, do we do this? Do we put him in? I think you go up two games to nothing with Ranta. You know, you might put him in. See, okay, let's see where we sit in game three. We're in, not in a position where if we lose this game, it's the end of the world. And and if we win on the road with winning two games at home, I'd say you do put Anderson in. Yeah. Because you're up three nothing in the series. Yeah, you put Anderson. And if Anderson wins you that third game, you He's go done. with him again yeah. in game four. And if you've got your aunt, you've got your Vesna should have been Vesna finalist goaltender, but your Jennings goalie, one of your two Jennings goaltenders, healthy and he can go, and he's playing outstanding. You go with him. Anderson's a workhorse, and he can play very, very well. My concern there is he's going to be cold. So I think for games one and two, where you need to win at home, you go with Ranta or Kachetkov, exactly. who have had some game action. I, 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 I go with Ranta. Well, yeah, you go with Ranta. No yeah. questions asked. You go with Ranta, but I think before you go to Anderson, you'd go to Kachetkov, right? So you go in, you win at home, game one, game two, which will be Tuesday and probably Thursday. One game one, game two, and you move on. Yeah. And I think Carolina will do well. Um, I'm excited for this next series. You and I are slated to go to those games. You excited for game one against New York or Pittsburgh? I am. I don't know if my wallet is excited. <laughs> well, fortunately, you know, with those pays, you know, if you're a season ticket holder, going to plug it now. If you're looking at tickets for next year, it's worth it because ticket prices, you've seen them now on Ticketmaster, are unbelievably expensive, like 100 bucks. Um, for one ticket on the shoot one side, we only pay about... 50 60 for a ticket yeah so much better it is than 100 bucks so it's worth getting the pay as you play especially when you look at stanley cup final tickets at 120 bucks a piece for us versus probably three four hundred bucks for somebody else totally worth it especially in a year like this um we'll see what happens yep um, we'll see you guys again, <clears throat> maybe a little bit sooner. We're not sure yet. We'll yeah. let you know. We might have something coming up. Because we covered a lot. We covered all seven games. So yeah. I don't know if we might sp- split the workload a bit by having an episode. We don't know yet. But uh, if you go to our Twitter, um, the Canac Report Twitter, uh, you can press that notification tab. Uh, we will keep you guys up to date of what's going on with our uh, podcast. Yeah, and we might have a guest coming on soon. We we try to get that. We had um, a little bit in round one. I was able to get a little bit with um, with Scott Burnside. I did a quick little snippet. Might have a little bit more <clears throat> um, later on. Uh, 
try to do that every series. We might, we'll, we'll try and catch up again with Scott Burnside in this round too. Um, it's exciting. We like talking to these folks. They know what we're talking about. They know what they're talking about. Um, because they're professional in their field with yeah. Scott and, and, and Adam. We might have him on. We don't know yet. That's the yeah, only thing we can say. The goal is always to try and get, you know, we love talking to them. We love talking to Adam Gold when we did before. We'll always try and keep you up to date. We like having guests on. But you know what? We're, we're looking forward to this next series. No, you are. No, I am. We're going to have fun. We're going to go to some games. We're going to cheer the, on the boys. And um, it's going to be a fun summer. I think we're going to make, I think, I, I do think if we got past the first round, I think we're going to do well. well but we have to win on the road. Exactly. Especially if Florida advances past Tampa Bay and we go past New York, we're going to have to win on the road because we won't have home ice anymore. I know. Well, if you guys like this episode, remember, please share, leave a review, and hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss another episode. And if you like it, also, please share it, too. I am Sam Wallace. I am Sam Wallace. Have a great week, everybody. See ya.